Welcome to my podcast on everything about health. I'm your host, Becca, and here we will be discussing basic information on every topic. We will cover everything from physical health, spiritual health, and mental health. No topic is off All guest appearances welcome. This platform is to bring back the freedom of speech and allow everyone to feel their voice matters no matter what the circumstances are. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Happy Friday. So excited about all of your guys' feedback from last episode. It's so amazing to see how many people really look into astrology. They've shared their belief system with me. I love it because you don't have to align your belief system with what I believe in just to hear how you see it and what aligns with you in particular is so phenomenal. Like it has been such great conversation openers. I've loved engaging with some of my listeners on just what they believe in, their perspectives, their aspects. And then they even asked a little bit more about what I'm about to dive into today with what everything means. Because some people say, oh, I don't believe in it. And some people are like, well, I'm curious because I don't know much about it. And then others are all like, I want to learn everything about it. So you always have your halves way in betweens and you always have the ones that are like, nope, I'm done. So I just want you guys to know going into this segment of the podcast, we're going to be discussing the sun, moon and rising, what they mean, zodiac wise and signs, and then the 12 houses. Now, a lot of people kind of mistaken, they think all of that is like your rising is your first house or like your sun's your second and your moon's your third. No, that's not what it means at all. And I will absolutely link a free generator to do your own. So this podcast is really going to be about more diving into detail about what these signs mean and represent and how to figure it out. And I'll have the link in the description below for you guys. So that way, if you want to start diving into your own, understanding more about yourself, what makes more sense, everything that's aligning to you, by all means, I'm here for it and I want to help and guide the best way I can. If this segment is not something that aligns with you or you don't really see it as something you want to listen to, feel free, go ahead and just like stop now. You don't have to dive into this with us. But for the ones that have asked and are talking with me about it, let's go ahead and dive in and talk about what everything kind of means. So a lot of people talk about like the rising, the sun, and the moon. So let's start right there. So your rising sign is the one that everybody kind of goes based off of like your birthday. And that's the one a lot of people understand. A lot of this is always going to be about the zodiac signs, wherever they fall at in your house. The rising sign is when you were born, the date you were born. So like for myself in April on the 14th, I fall under the Aries rising. And so that is going to be pretty much the energy we put out into the world or like kind of like the vibe people pick up on, notice about us. Um, It's also going to show how we carry ourselves, how we process information and we connect with others. Now the other two, the sun and the moon are going to be a little different. And Please know that as our planets shift, that also makes a huge difference too because the sun shifts every 30 days and the moon shifts every seven and a half days. It doesn't change the way your sign, what your moon and sun are for sign-wise. It just changes 
what house it's placed in, and we're going to dive into that in just a second. So your moon is going to represent a part of yourself that you can't really express, literally, but it's more of a deep, soulful level feeling. It speaks to our memories, our concepts of the past, um, our idea of comfort. It's going to capture our maternal instincts and relationships we have with our main maternal influences. Whereas the sun represents our drive, our ego, our pride, overall attitude and spirit. It's like a core essential. It is literally key factors in assessing our overall generalized personality. So those are the three main signs. And where those zodiac signs lie is going to express what house they're in. Now let's kind of go into houses and what that means for you guys, because it's all going to be a little bit different as far as houses. And this is where people are confused or people just don't understand it. So they're like, I don't believe in it. No, don't say that. Because each house and the way the planets fall is also going to share a degree. And we're not going to get into degrees today. That is something very much... um more in depth to what astrology has to say. Like I follow this one astrologer. Her name is Marin. She is amazing. I love her. I love listening to her. She talks about degrees and where the degree falls. That is a very elaborative and higher knowledge of astrology. We can definitely visit that in an episode. Just right now, I want to go over houses and what they mean. So if you've ever been questioning your house or you've ever been wondering what the houses mean, it's going to give you a little bit more of an understanding. So every house has a significance in your life. So for instance, the first house, who are you? Tenth house, what do you do? The seventh house, who are you with? The fourth house, where are you from? There's a significant value. So then when you have, you match your astrology and your zodiac signs to your houses and what house it falls into, you're going to get a better idea of what is going on. And then when astrologers say, oh, we have Mercury in retrograde and Mercury is the ruler of the Gemini and Virgo zodiac. Then you look in your houses and you see, okay, where do I have a Gemini at in my house? Where do I have a Virgo at in my house? And then you're going to see what part of the Mercury retrograde is going to be affected in your life. And that's how you read these type of charts. And you see, okay, if like, let's say Gemini's in your career house. Well, now you know that something in your career is going to have a shaken up of either technology or communication. Because Mercury retrograde is about technology and communication. So whether you and your coworker are not going to talk on good terms, whether you and your boss are going to butt heads, or maybe it's not even about that. Maybe you everybody is okay. Everybody's good to go. It's just the fact that you're trying to conversate and communicate what you need in your work. And you have no idea the words to say to your boss. And your boss is just looking at you like, You've never had this problem. What is going on? And it's really because it's when the planets are going backwards and they're not in alignment and they're not in direct, they're going backwards. Things just feel wonky. 
And sometimes it can be really bad. Sometimes it can be really good. Just depends on what and where it falls in your house. So now kind of diving in. And like I said, I will go ahead and link the generator of finding out all of your houses. The biggest thing that I want to share with you is that this generator is one that I have just found. I had mine personally done. I have not used a generator. So this is just one that I have found. But it does give like your name. It gives like pronouns, it gives the date of birth, it gives the time of birth, and you need to make sure it's specific on location and everything in the birthplace. And then that way it can dive deep into that. Now, if I can find the book, or I will text my sister and ask her about the book, I will share it on next podcast of where you guys can do it throughout the book that she did it on, because that's how I got mine done was through my sister. So now diving into each house, the first house is the most personal one of the 12 houses. It is the area of the chart that represents us. So you're going to hear a lot of how it, and this is where the sun, moon, and rising can get very mixed up because it can share traits of that. So like where the first house is like our body, our ego, our looks, uh, that's what it represents, that can feel very similar to almost like our rising sign, or it can feel very close to like our sun sign, but it's different because if you, for example, let's say you have your sun sign in Taurus, and then you have your first house in Virgo. Okay, well then your sun sign is not going to be your first house. Your sun sign is going to align with whatever house your Taurus house is going to fall into place. And it's going to make more sense in that aspect. And let's say, let's say your sun and your first house did align and it was in Taurus. Then everything is going to click to you on why it represents you in that Um, ego, vitality, look, uh, the way you pretty much like generalize your personality, things of that nature, you're going to have a little bit more understanding, but it doesn't always match. So that's one thing I want you guys to know is that even though the sun sign and the first house sound the same, it's not always the same. So that way you guys kind of understand. The second house is associated with value, ownership, possessions, finances. So it's this an it's an area of establishing a sense of security, which is a very important theme in life. So again, that's something that you want to kind of look into. So let's say your sun sign being in Taurus is the second house being in Taurus. Well, now you're going to understand that your son having your generalized personality is located around your ownership, possessions, and finances and why you feel a certain way that you feel about them. That is how those two can kind of correlate, why you should not essentially match your first house and your sun sign together. It doesn't work that way. Third house is going to be about short distance travels, neighbors, siblings, communication. Uh, This can be very much something where it's like um, 
You will have like a vibe, a tempo. Um, it's always quickly moving kind of situation. This is, can even hit home for myself and my own sister because this brought a whole new perspective to how her and I communicate, how her and I look at things. And it opened a different viewpoint for our relationship when she understood me and I understood her. And that can be very, very much the same with like your friends or close relationships, like it says, neighbors. Fourth house is going to be the most private of the astrology houses because it deals with like your home, ancestry, where you came from. It's associated with land, with like land, including uh, buying and selling property. So it's a private one. You know, you always hear the saying, you want to keep your money, your next move, and your personal stuff private. You don't go and share those with people because the more people you get involved with those aspects of your life, the more chaos that it's going to cause in those aspects. So keep your business, your business. And that's where this fourth house is lying into. So let's say you have an Aries as your fourth house and it's the most private sector, but it's talking about buying and selling property. And Aries is a very fiery, intense sign where they're very much like pride, they're ready, they're go-getters, they're ready to just take on. Buying and selling property is going to be very much like a ram, like bulldozing through things. So if you have an Aries or a fire sign in your fourth house, you're going to understand why you feel so driven when it comes to buying and selling property of how that feels and what that means for you. The fifth house is kind of like a fun one. It's where your creativity, your pleasure, delight, a lot of that kind of approaches. You can even get an insight to almost like your sex and romance in this department. And if you're married, if you're in a long-term relationship, short-term relationship, however you see it, it's your business, guys, do you. But if you're trying to understand your partner a little further in a sexual manner, in a romantic essence of what they like and what they need, the fifth house is going to open up that section of a different love language for you guys. So everybody talks about the five love languages and what that means and how that is expressed. But the fifth house on where their zodiac falls is going to show you what their intensity of that love language is all about, especially sexually and romantically. And it's also going to open you up as well when it talks about like your own creativity. So if you're feeling like you have writer's block, if you feel like you are a painter, an artist, and you cannot get anything going right, kind of dive into where your fifth house is, what maybe a planet is in retrograde in that house, and you're feeling like you're going backwards and creativity is not really your friend right now, it'll kind of open up and understand a little bit more about what's going on. The sixth house is associated with like sickness and menial task. It kind of is like the modern day astrology that has rebranded the house to be about wellness or our day-to-day routines. This can help you almost if you're in a funk or I don't want to use this term lightly. I really do mean it. By the way, guys, pause and side note, September is the month of mental health awareness. If you're not okay, If you need to speak to somebody, please reach out. I have a very dear friend of mine. She is a licensed counselor. 
correction. She is seeking licensure and she is taking on clients for her licensure. So she works with an amazing clinic. Let me help you get the help if you're not feeling okay. Because if you are truly, now back to the sixth house now, if you're truly feeling depressed and your day-to-day routine is getting slumpier and lazier and you're just not feeling good and you're feeling like all I can do is stay in bed, that's all I want to do, something's up. And by visiting your sixth house, seeing what zodiac sign lies in it, that could help unlock some of that. But also, too, don't be nervous to reach out and get the help that you need to. There's nothing wrong in that. There are healers out there in different ways. It doesn't just have to be through spiritual healing. There are healers that are counselors, and that can make a huge difference. You just got to find the one that matches your personality, essentially. So moving on. The seventh house is kind of like an insight of relationships. Now, don't get that confused with the fifth house with the sex and romance. The seventh house is a little differently. It's where you go for more information. So it puts an emphasis on partnership life. Perhaps uh, you're someone who learns and grows through partnership or you have some blocks to work through in your relationship journey. Seventh house is going to open that up. So it's not really a romantic sexual connection. It's that intellectual closeness of each relationship in the seventh house. And that is where some people take the compatibility thing a little too far and they partner their rising signs when really it's the seventh house you need to be looking at, not the rising sign. And that's why it's important to understand the houses and the chart and the flow because some people are going to say, oh, oh man, I don't even know some of the signs that aren't compatible together. However, they're going to say this sign and this sign isn't compatible. Well, probably for a rising sign, yeah, they're not compatible. But look at it in the seventh house. What do you got going on in the seventh house? Because that's where it's really going to look into it. And I really don't believe in compatibility generators. That's my personal opinion. And the reason why I don't believe in that compatibility generator is because I have worked with so many different people I myself have dated so many different personalities that it really isn't a matter of our rising signs. It really is a matter of the person and the amount of communication and how much work somebody's going to put into a relationship. It takes two to tango, right? If you're the only one dancing and your partner ain't dancing with you, there's an issue. I also really want to do my partner's houses. I have not done his houses, but I really want to do his houses because I would love to see how him and I align. We have an amazing communication. I've never had such better communication with a male figure in my life than him. That's why we work so well together. Him and I are both loyal. We literally chose each other and we promised each other we will continue to choose each other. That's how we've built the family we built. We are very loyal. We are very honest. This is the first relationship. I don't feel scared to go to him and tell him, hey, I messed up royally. And he looks at me. He goes, it's okay. We're going to fix this together. And the amount of companionship that him and I provide for one another, and I do it back to him. If he comes to me and says, I've screwed up, I say, hey, it's cool. We're in this together. Let's fix it together. We are such a team. And we have such a solid foundation that we've built each other on 
that I am just so curious at where our seventh house lies with one another because we are such a strong foundation. It like, I feel as if we are unshakable. I don't think anybody can shake us. They try. I'm going to tell you that right now. We've been shaken, but we're unshakable. We come back to each other and we always come to each other, communicate, rely, trust, honesty, the whole nine yards. Such a good soulmate I have in life. Moving on, eighth house is going to be focused on more of your finances, like with taxes, investment, even debt, things of that area. So if you're even struggling with a money mindset, this can also help your money mindset. Also too, if you have past related traumas or karma cycles with money that might be linked back to family, that too is going to be huge for your eighth house. And that goes into a little bit more deeper spiritual healing level upon what that means. So it can relate to your eighth house of how you deal with finances, debt, and taxes, investments, things of that nature. However, if you have some type of trauma bond linked back from generational trauma following you throughout your life that you have not healed, that you have not mentally conquered, that as well is going to affect your eighth house and how everything falls in line with your future prosperity. Ninth house. Ninth house is going to be like long distance traveling. And that means even literally or even like metaphorically. It's a big part of the chart associated with like expanding your mind, whether through like study. It is all about learning about other worlds. So a lot of like planets in the houses can indicate someone who ends up moving away, far away from home where they were born or an attraction to people from different countries. If you are someone who likes to date in a different foreign country, that can have a huge relation to your ninth house and where that falls and vice versa. So I think the biggest show that comes to my mind, and if you are one of these people, please do not take offense to it by any means. It's just one thing that I watch, like my 90, or what is it? No, it's it's 90 Day Fiance. I really like that show. I watched it a lot. And I would see these partners in 90 days get engaged. And now understanding the houses, I always wondered where their ninth house fell. Because the ones that fell apart, I'm like something had to have been like intermixing with their ninth house. Or now seeing the ones that worked out and are so in love and are so good with one another. I'm like something had to have been in their ninth house. So again, it's hard to always say like, this is the make it or break it of life. It's really not. It's just an influence. You can find out more of a perspective of somebody, especially if you like to date globally. If you are someone who loves to go to the UK, if you're someone that loves to go to Asia, Australia, Indonesia, wherever that is, and you're like dating there, you want to kind of look at that seventh to ninth house radius and kind of see what theirs are and what yours is and make that kind of something. Also, if you plan on traveling, like you like to travel, that's going to kind of express where this ninth house is coming from too. So if you have almost like a water or fire sign in the ninth house, it can describe a lot about 
where you like to travel, why you like to travel, where your imagination learns about cultures and society. And so that can be a huge thing too. Tenth house is most public house. It deals with career and prestige. It's associated with high level jobs. Like think of like your manager, or your boss. It definitely indicates a need to be seen and get recognition for work. So words of affirmation. The 10th house is where you can share your gifts of the world in a public manner. So it's almost like your destiny, what you're destined to do or destined to be. This can also get you very far in your career life because you can kind of see, okay, what zodiac sign is in my 10th house? How am I being portrayed at work? How are they seeing me? And let's say you are viewed as a cancer at your 10th house. And that just means that, you know, you you have a very hard shell. You don't let a lot of people in right away, but the ones that are really close to you can see the caring and the devotion you dedicate to your career. And that could just be a personal interaction between your boss and you. So 10th house is very important as far as like if you're wanting promotions or if you're wanting to level up or finding your purpose in life, what that means and how that feels to you, that can be a huge thing. Also, when planets go into retrograde, let's say again, Mercury, and I'm using Mercury because it's in retrograde right now and it's kind of causing a little bit of ruckus. So if you have your 10th house in a Gemini or a Virgo and Mercury's in retrograde going backwards, again, you're going to have a little bit of miscommunication. Maybe your computer at work isn't cooperating with you. It's not running on full speed. You can't get pages to download. You can't get your assignment submitted. Whatever that is, you're going to feel that a lot more heavier in Mercury retrograde. And that way, when you understand what is happening, you can't you can allow your communication with your boss if it's a technology error. You can communicate with your boss, hey, look, I'm having this technology error. Please, can you provide me with a little bit more time? It helps not to feel the effects of Mercury retrograde so heavy and with so much anxiety. Your 11th house is going to get labeled in an area of like friendships and networking. But the ancients also used to to associate it with good fortune. Having a Jupiter placement in this house is especially amazing. It's associated with generosity, expansion. It's a very wealthy part of the chart. And what's even more amazing is Jupiter just went retrograde on Monday. Monday or Tuesday? Well, now I have my days mixed up. So this week, Jupiter went retrograde, which yes, even though it means it's moving backwards, like I say, it's not always a bad thing. If it's moving backwards and you have Jupiter in your 11th house, it can bring a lot of good fortune for you. So you want to kind of look to see where Jupiter's playing at in your house. Also, Jupiter is a planet of good luck in general. So even if you had it, like say, in your first, seventh, or 10th house, you're going to feel the good vibration or the good juju that Jupiter brings even when in retrograde. Jupiter is not here to cause ruckus. It can cause ruckus for you if you're not being in alignment in order to get you to alignment. So if Jupiter retrogrades and you feel your world's being shaken up, trust it. Let go and trust 
that it is moving you towards that good fortune that you really want and it's letting go of all the bad stuff in your life regardless. Your 12th house is going to be a little bit more of a private time to work through things as it is associated with the unconscious. It advises listening to the needs of the planets in the house. So pretty much like it says the sun in this house denotes someone who doesn't want to be in the public eye and the moon here means the person is emotionally reserved. So just kind of visiting which zodiac sign falls into the 12th house can associate it with, okay, this is a private, very like low key area. So it doesn't matter what zodiac sign the 12th house shares with any other house or sun, moon or rising. It is one that you keep private. You don't put it in the public. You don't share it. It is your private house. You keep it under lock and key. And there is no special house that trumps another house. This is really to show you how you live and work your life and what can help bring you to a higher version of yourself and be in a better alignment with what feels good and stop the chaos from shaking you up and making you feel like, why is everything against me? Everything's not against you. If you just don't understand what things are lying and where your signs are going, it can cause some chaos, but it's okay. Understanding this can bring more of a perspective of how to handle situations as they come at you And it's less intense and it's more easy, free, good feeling. So these are all of the houses as well as the sun, moon, and rising. If you guys have more questions, please reach out like you've been doing. Again, it's so phenomenal, the conversations I've been having with you guys. More to come. I love kind of sharing perspectives. I love getting your guys' feedback. And that kind of amps me for what next week is going to bring as well. So right now... As of now, I have an idea of what next episode will be. However, once all the feedback comes rolling through and the conversations come through, I really want to hear from you guys. And that will give me an idea if I set in stone that episode or if I change it to a different one based on all of the things coming in through you guys. So thank you guys so much for everything you share, all of the conversations, all of the feedback. Again, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you all. I'm really proud and I really do admire every single one of you guys. You made my dream come true and it makes me feel super amazing. I hope you guys have a really awesome week. If you like today's podcast, please make sure to subscribe and listen every Friday, like, comment, and share so others can enjoy just like you.